Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans, and where the content is free. Guys, it's not just the the, the podcast we have here at Jersnet. We have uh, the, the the forums, there's articles, we have uh, social media, and there's a history archive on the website as well, so get yourself on there as soon as you can. Uh, if this is the first time you've listened to the pod or watched, as we're now, you know, uh, cameras are on all the time now, if this is the first time you've watched or listened to us, we would ask you to subscribe. We've got over 4,000 subscribers at the moment, and it's increasing all the time. So thanks to everyone who's subscribed so far uh, and who stayed with us. The podcast is live tonight. We're live on the Tuesday night uh, before Rangers take on St. Johnston on the Wednesday night at Ibrox. But it will be available to download, download or stream on a variety of platforms, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, and Spotify. All the places where you get your usual podcasts guys. Uh, now to bring in my guest only one tonight, uh, it's the West Ender himself, it's Mr John McCallum how are you John? As I was saying there nobody could hear, it's uh, it's Groundhog Day today, officially. Officially Groundhog Day, I know, <laughs> and it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> and for the first time ever I know exactly how the man felt. <laughs> it is a bit like that though, I don't yeah. you say that, you know what I mean? I've, I mean we were talking before we came on air uh, I saw a really good comment on Twitter last night when I was watching for the updates on, you know, deadline day and who we were bringing in. And uh, somebody was like, oh, come on, Rangers, hurry up. You know, I'm up at 8.57 for a nine o'clock start tomorrow. <laughs> I just kind of thought, aye, that's kind of how it feels. Now. You know, it very is uh, a bit like Groundhog Day. Uh, on the football side of things, John, how are you enjoying things? You know, we're, we're going great guns and they're imploding on the other side of the city. How are you enjoying that? I've got to say that the, doing the pod this year has been a lot more fun than it's been in the last <laughs> few years. Yeah, no, it's, look, you know, I, I'm I'm still at that point where I'm not going to tempt fate entirely. Yeah, I know but, the feeling. Um, I'm, so I'm still there, but yeah, I mean, so far the season, other than the, other than the loss to St. Mern, the season really couldn't have gone any better so far. Um, you couldn't have scripted this, um, you know, our forum. And I think that's the thing I'm, I'm conscious that we always need to bear in mind. Our forum just now is exceptional. Um, and and for all their imploding across the city, their implosion is, is simply um, the icing on the cake. The yeah. cake itself is, is us. You know, this is, we are not on top of this league because they're imploding. We're on top of this league because, you know, the team is focused. The organisation is fantastic. Um, and, and two years of hard work is starting to pay off. Um, so, no, I am, I am enjoying, uh, you know, for all this is an odd year, I am enjoying football this year. It's funny, you must have read my mind, John. That, that, was, that was a point I was going to make because it's kind of, it's kind of pissed me off a wee bit. That, I mean, don't get me wrong, they are a club in crisis over the road, okay, and we're enjoying it. You know, it's good fun. You know, it's it's good that the tables have been turned uh, in, in such dramatic fashion. As you point out, I mean, we're not top of the league because they're so bad. We're top of the league because we are so good. I, I mean, we're currently, uh, you know, if we maintain this form and win the remaining fixtures of the season, which if, if Rangers continue their form, you, you, you couldn't discount. You know, there's every possibility they could. You know, we'll beat that points total that Celtic got under Brendan Rodgers and their infamous Invincible season and all that kind of thing. So that's the kind of form that we're displaying. And I, I just kind of wonder if, you know, the circus over the road is detracting a wee bit for that, you know. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying them, you know, making a t- total arse of things, you know, from, from one day to the next. Loving that. 
But I, I think Steven Gerrard, his coaching staff and his players need you know, the, a, a proportionate amount of credit here because the form that they're on is stunning. It's phenomenal. And it's not just domestically. You know, they've done it in Europe as well. Yeah. So uh, you have, you, you've raised a point that it, it sort of nagged at me a wee bit when I was watching sports scene over the weekend. You know, it was all about Celtic. It was all about how bad they were. Uh, Stephen O'Donnell's comment. Did you see Stephen O'Donnell? He's comment. <laughs> <laughs> someone had died. What's <laughs> happened? He was like, he was like, I couldn't believe it. He said that I actually guffawed so loud that I, my, my son was sitting next to me on the couch. He jumped out his skin. <laughs> uh, he said, oh, "It's a shame that Rangers are so far ahead because it makes it makes the league really uncompetitive." <laughs> 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 Where have you been for the last 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, aye, moving on. Tonight. Sorry, I'm getting a bit distracted there, but yeah, enjoying <laughs> things as they are at the moment. Uh, in, in terms of topics for tonight, John, I thought we'd look at, obviously, transfer deadline day last night, some yep. comings and goings that I thought would be good to talk about. SFA of Charles Morelos, thought we'd have a quick chat about that. And then obviously the, the main thing, have a look at the game tomorrow night. Now, did you stay up last night to watch the, the comings and goings or were you in your bed? I stayed up to about, about half eleven and I figured that the because the, they kind of teased us a little bit. Don't yeah. go to bed yet and you're thinking, yeah. oh, oh, what's this? And right. then, uh, uh, and, and then I decided, well, it'll, that'll do me. I'll so, go to bed. I think I stayed up to about half twelve, the usual, you know what I mean? Just waiting for something else I to I assumed happen. if it was going to be a big sign and Frankie would have texted us, you know, that he would know. <laughs> The man in the note. Him, yeah. But uh, when I didn't get that text, I thought, right, okay, I'll, I'll off to my pit. Right, I thought we'd look at the outs first. Uh, Jordan Jones, he's away to Sunderland on loan. Uh, George Edmondson out on loan. Uh, Brandon Barker, a bit of surprise to me, he's away. So Sunderland for Jordan Jones, Derby County for Edmondson, uh, Oxford United for Brandon Barker. In terms of Jordan Jones, I was a wee bit, I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised that he's away given you know, the sort of COVID thing and everything that happened. And I think there was a feeling that it was already, you know, skating on thin ice. And, and when that happened, I think there was a perception that that's it. You know, he's he's, he's he's done. But I saw an interesting comment from him saying, you know, he was sort of praising Stephen Gerrard, you know, saying, you know, he'd, he'd been really supportive and he was going down there to, to try and impress two managers, almost sort of implying that he feels he still, he still has a crack. At Rangers, and I don't know if he was being, you know, diplomatic or, or whether that is the case, but I, I found it quite, uh, quite a strange comment. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I find it really difficult that Jordan Jones, even if he does play well down there, you know, has a future at Ibrox. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think I've got more chance of getting in the Rangers first team than Jordan oh, Jones. Steady on, John. <laughs> uh, it's at that level, I'm afraid. I, no, I, like you, I, I thought, you know, frankly, I thought it was written by his agent. Um, you know, I, I think it's. Uh, you know, uh, Jones is frustrating because you can see there is a player there. There was that moment in the, the European game last season when he came on and, and put in that lovely cross for for Morelos. You, you, you know, there's a player there. He came on against Motherwell, um, turned the match, or started against Motherwell, turned the match, um, and but clearly there's there's a touch of the Kyle Lafferty's about him. I think um, you know the ability's there, but but he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it in his head for whatever reason. Um, and and I, I think he's just not Gerard's type of player. Um, no, I actually think Gerard finds that kind of player frustrating because he can see this ability, and you know, guy's not willing to do the make the most of it. And, yeah, I wish him well at Sunderland. And you know, don't have any. You know, I don't wish the guy uh, any harm, but he had his chance. He didn't take it. 
you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't think you get another one. Yeah, I, I, I think sometimes it's as much about attitude as it is ability with Gerard. I think someone with, I mean, let's let's face it, he, he played in a few Liverpool teams that weren't the best Liverpool teams, if you know what I mean. And he, he, yeah, I think he would look at teammates who maybe weren't up to it and, and think, yeah, he's not up to it, but he's given me everything he's got, you know what I mean? And I think he would forgive people like that. And, and I think you're right. I think he would just look at Jordan Jones and think, you've got a bit of ability, but you, you just don't have the application yeah. and the attitude and the, the, and the mentality and yeah. the desire. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, it's, it's just not there. Uh, on Edmondson, Derby County, now he was obviously involved with the, the incident, you know, yeah. the COVID thing the with Jordan too. Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, he was. He was. They were the two to get caught at Arfield's party, weren't they? You know, the, aye, the, 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 all the rest caught. of the first team in reserve squad. They managed to get away with it. <laughs> Michael Beale and Gerard got away with it as well. You know, what I mean, their taxi came half an hour before the police arrived. <laughs> apparently, uh, aye. With Emerson, uh, do you think there might still be a chance there for him, or do you think you know he's, he's no, finished as well? I think. I think he's. Uh, yeah, I think we're we're moving him on. I'm, a, I'm assuming that part of the reason that Simpson's been brought in. Um, I think there'll be a. There's going to be a clear out in the summer, and we'll probably come to that. But no, I, I don't think Edmondson's one of these guys. That I think he's actually quite popular with the support. The support quite like Edmondson. I think they feel there's a there's a player in there. Um, you know, Derby are in the championship. Um, you know, they're uh, playing at a decent level. If he has a good half season, who knows? But I, I would be surprised. I think he's down there to go in the shop window. I think he's down there to find a buyer. That's my own feeling. Uh, the one that surprised me <clears throat> was Brandon Barker, and I think Frankie made a good point before we came on here. You know, him and him and Jones, similar position. You know, and, and maybe leaves us. I know we're brought in right, who will come on to talk about, but maybe leaves us a wee bit, bit short in, in that area. But I was a wee bit surprised at Brandon Barker. Now, apparently, according to Gerard today in his, his his conference, his press conference, I think it was more coming from the player than the club. But even still, I mean, I mean. I think he's done okay. He gets a bit of stick, Brandon Barker, but I actually think when he comes on, he does okay. And I think he's quite a bit of a goal threat as well. You know, you get the odd goal out of him. So I was a wee bit surprised and a wee bit sad to see him go because I always felt, it feels like he's gone and he's not quite fulfilled his potential. You know, I think if he got more game time, he might have been able to do that. He's not, he's not come close to fulfilling his potential. Um, no, I can't say I'm sad. He's leaving... Uh, he was a, I thought it was just like a peculiar signing at the time. You saw him at Hibs. He had that spell at Hibs where he looked, you know, you could see there was a player there when he was at Hibs. Um, but I don't really feel he's, he's pushed on. He, you know, he's come in, he's done a job when he's been asked to. Um, you know, he was getting used in some of the European games, um, quite being used quite tactically in some games. But um, I don't know. Um, I can understand why he'd want away. Colin, I can understand why he won games. He's, he, Barker was was uh, uh, as, as a boy, much was expected of Barker. You know, Barker was a boy that was tipped from the very, very top. Uh, he was signed by Man City uh, at a time when when they could, you know, choose which players they wanted. Um, he was chosen by them, um, and it just it's never happened for him. You know, he's in a series of um, loans, and and you know, he got the chance at Rangers. It hasn't happened. He needs to go away and build a career. Um, Oxford, I think. League One or whatever you call the, the the league below the championships that's League One isn't it yeah um, you know so 
uh, you know, it's again, it's an okay level. Um, I think it's the right level for him to 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 see what he can do, and and you never know. You know, you're right. You just don't know what you can become of him. But he wasn't pushing Kent out of the team, and I think with Hadji, um, Aribo, and and now we're right as well. He uh, was game time is limited, and you have to assume the club are looking at Kai Kennedy um, as coming in for one of these spots next year, the next season, uh, as competing for one of these spots next season as well. So it makes sense. On to the, the guys coming in, probably the best one of all, just purely because it's it's enraged that shower up in the northeast. <laughs> Scott Wright from Aberdeen, a four and a half year deal. McCrory's move is now confirmed as, as, as a permanent move, uh, which will obviously make him eligible to play against us from here on in. I have to say, he's, he's available to play for tomorrow as well. He, he could feature in the squad at, at, you know, to, in tomorrow's game. I don't know too much about this guy, I must admit, but most people I speak to seem to seem to be saying that we've we'll, we'll, we'll signed a decent player there. Well, like you, I didn't know much about him either. Uh, for some strange reason, he's slipped well under my radar. Um, in fact, I would say it's really only this season that I became aware he even existed. Um, I saw him in a game and, and thought, actually, he looks all right. Who's he? Um, and I assumed he was some guy they'd bought from, you know, brought up from some reserve team in England or something. I was quite surprised to see there was a guy who'd been with him his entire career because I, I hadn't seen him. Now, yeah, he's... Look, I think I'm going to say this about all three signings. The management team, the coaching team have earned our trust. Um, and you have to just assume that they've seen something um, and, and right that you know they think is worth worth. I mean, they've given them a four and a half year contract. I mean, that alone tells you that they're they're fairly confident that if um, it will work out for them, if it doesn't work out for them, they'll be able to move them on and, and make some money. So, from that perspective, I feel that we have to go along with their view. But for me, it's a slightly surprising signing. You know, he's a guy who's never this season sixteen games he's played this season. That's the most he's ever played in one season. You know, he had a bad, bad cruciate injury last season. Um, and prior to that, you know, he was a, he was a very much a bit part player for Aberdeen. You know, he's still quite young. Um, you know, he's, he's only 23. Uh, in fact, no, he's not. He's younger than 23. Um, no, he is. He's 23 now. I just checked. Um, so, you know, he, he's still fairly young. But by 23, I would have hoped he would have played more games than he's played. I would have hoped he'd made more of an impact. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, he wouldn't have been a guy that I would have picked out the Aberdeen team um, to sign, but you know, um, they are the guys that have got us to the top of the league, and their recruitment has been pretty good. So um, I'm going to go with what they recommend. Yeah, like I think say, there's the comedy value of Aberdeen, oh. which all the best to all the other players that left except him. <laughs> First thing I done when when we were linked to him was like, right, let's let's have a look at what's getting said up the road. Well, they were all going off the nut, you know. What I mean, yeah. uh, I'm sure Ryan Jack's given him a wee insight to what's about to come his way. Aye, exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I think you make a great point about the recruitment. I, I think you know it was discussed at the weekend on the pod on Sunday about you know how we can trust the, the recruitment now. You know, wasn't it like that? You know. Not so long ago, you know what I mean? But Ross Wilson definitely seems to have, have, have added uh, to that. Jack Simpson from the with another four and a half year deal. Again, a, a player I, I know very, very little about. But again, based on the recruitment over the last, certainly the last couple of years, you would have to say, hopefully it'll be a good signing. Another peculiar signing. I mean, okay, 
you know, I had never heard of him, which in itself isn't, you know, I wouldn't read too much into that. The guy's 24 and he's, he's made something like 20 appearances. You know, it's, it's I don't understand. He's not in the Bournemouth team just now. Bournemouth, apparently, um, I, I can't claim to be an expert in Bournemouth, but I've had a look back uh, this season. They play three at, the back, three at the back. So I don't know if he just doesn't fit for that. And, you know, he's, he will be a better fit for us because of that. Um, but, I mean, he's been at Bournemouth for a while. Um, you know, you'd never been able to command um, a, a position. Now, to be fair, until this season, they were in the English Premier League. So, you know, quite quite hard to break into a team there. But, uh, you know, this season, I don't know, maybe they knew he was leaving. Maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes. I don't know. I think Bournemouth are having something of a fire sale. They almost get relegated and... I see a few players have left Bournemouth in, in this window. Um, so again, I, I'm just going to have to assume that the guys at the club have seen something that has been overlooked elsewhere. Um, that there's a, a feeling, and, and you know, we're told he was in demand. There were other te- players, other teams trying to sign him. Um, so we just have to assume that they've seen something there. Big guy, you know, six foot four. Um, so you know, big strong boy, um, but for his age, fairly inexperienced. Um, you know, hasn't played a lot of football, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if he can break into our first team. It's an area, though, that we've recruited well in recently, you know, centre, centre-back. You know, you would have to say <clears throat> the only kind of failure, and I wouldn't want to call him a failure, but the only one that hasn't quite worked out, and it's purely because of the injury is Katic. You know, every yeah. other one that they've brought in has has, has been good. So, I, again, I'm, I'm quite confident. I've, I've got trust in the, the sort of recruitment process at, at Rangers at the moment so yeah, again another move that you're thinking young player big strong you know hopefully one for the future and again it seems to be this one of bringing them in for next to nothing either with a view of keeping them in a team for a long time or selling them on you know in a couple of years I mean I suppose if you bring profit. in a, a, yeah sorry sorry Colin. I suppose if you're bringing in a guy with an English guy a guy who's who's you know, I would have said could play at championship level and I assume that that's um, the kind of level that, that um, he could play at based on what he's done so far in his career. If it doesn't work out for us, then you would expect you could probably move him on for, you know, half a million, a million pounds next year. You know, and, and so, you, you know, they've made a bit of money. They certainly haven't cost us anything. Um, you know, I can see the logic in signing players like him. Um, and, and, you know, you must make the assumption that he will be a player that can, come in and at least challenge the guys that are there, you know, put pressure on the guys that are there to keep their, um, you know, to keep their thing up. I, I wonder if Balogun is maybe going to leave in the summer. Um, yeah. I wonder if perhaps they're going to let him go. Um, and it would not come as a surprise if clubs were interested in, in Hellander and, and definitely Goldson. Um, you know, that wouldn't come as a surprise at all. Um, I suppose it probably means Lewis Mayo is going to get released um, he's been at Dunfermline, I think, um, this season, and and playing fairly well in a in a Dunfermline team who are doing okay um, in the championship. But I'm assuming by bringing this lad in that we're probably he's probably not going to work out, um, and uh, you know that we're probably going to let him go or sell him or whatever. I don't know what his contract's like just now. Um, and the other one is uh, Leon King, for whom you know great things are are hoped. Um, I know the club. From what I read, the club really went out on a on a limb to to sign King. Um, you know, King was wanted by uh, quite a number of clubs, uh, quite a few clubs in England. Tried to sign King, but he was um, 
turning 16 and uh, Rangers did everything they could and managed to, to get him to sign. So you only assume that there must be, um, you know, hope that there's a, a pathway for him. Um, I know he's been training with the first team. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like all these things, Colin, it, I, it, with Edmondson leaving and this guy coming in, it keeps the numbers right at centre-half. We've been lucky. Goldson has been, um, his form and uh, has been so good, and but so is his fitness. Um, and, you know, that, that, you know, that can change and can change in an instant. Um, so uh, we do need cover. So uh, I'm quite pleased. Hey, one more. And uh, they announced it this morning. You know, we thought it was all done and dusted and they made a wee announcement this morning. And just to make it extra special for people like myself, that have, you know, they've signed someone with a name that's almost impossible to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, it's like you dropped a scrabble board <laughs> or something, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Na- Namdi Ophobor, pre-contract oh, deal. Uh, he's arriving in the summer now again midfielder you know we're quite well populated in that area at the moment but again you would maybe think if, you know it's a permanent deal he's coming in the summer you know that would maybe suggest that maybe one or two that are there at the moment won't be there come the summer yeah uh, again if there's if there's a scout in Britain not looking at Glenn Kamara just now then, then he needs fired um, you know I would have thought you know, perhaps with the exception of the the top top English sites, but you know they must be looking at him just now. He must be attracting attention. He's in great form. Um, he seems to get better with every match. Um, so uh, you know, wouldn't come as a big surprise if he was tempted away in the summer. Um, Steve Davis's contract's up in the summer. Um, I, I personally, I hope we, we we keep it. But you know, is he capable of? Will he be capable of playing another full season? I don't know. Um, Jack, uh, Jack's never capable of playing a full season. You know, <laughs> he will always pick up an injury. Um, uh, you know, he will always miss uh, a couple of months in a season. He's done that his entire career. Um, so, yeah, I guess we do need some some cover of that type of player. I know nothing about this guy uh, other than what I read about today. Again, he's not played a lot of football. Um, you know, he is only 21, but he hasn't played a lot of football. Um, he's uh, he, although he's Nigerian, he's English. Um, he, he plays for Nigeria, but but he is English. He's he's born and raised in England. Um, so you know, I wouldn't imagine there's many issues with assimilation and and uh, all that side of things. And he's going to uh, Wickham, and he's going to play for Wickham for the rest of the season and then join yeah. us in the summer. So Wickham are our championship team, bottom of the championship, but still they're playing at a decent level. So do no harm. Well, let's see what he's like. Does it say anything about? The option to take up Zungu at the end of the season, Jank. I'm I'm torn on Zungu. Um, I, I can't quite decide yeah, if if he's for us or not. Have you made a decision on him? I, I, I think it's hard because he's not had a huge amount of game time, obviously. But yeah. uh, who was it, Ryan Jack? When Ryan Jack came on and scored, who was it against? Hamilton. Was it Hamilton? He was involved in that move, and there was a couple of no, there, was a, there was a couple of moments in that game when Ryan Jack made his comeback. Uh, Zungu was on the part that day, and there was just a couple of wee moments. I thought, you know what, this this guy looks like he might be a player, but I, I think it's hard uh, for these guys to get in the team, improve. You know what I mean? <laughs> because and, he, and I mean, he started that game at St Mum, and it went a bit pear shaped, and you know, so he's had his opportunity, and it didn't quite go so well. So you know. Gerard's going to do the obvious thing and, and, and go with tried and trusted players but I, I'm a bit like yourself I'm not quite 
convinced either way, but I have seen wee flashes that make me think that there, there might just be a player in there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll find out in the in the fullness of the time, uh, I suppose. John, uh, on, to, on to other matters now. Uh, Morelos, you know, uh, charged by the SFA, you know, retrospectively for the stamp last week on Ryan Portis. Rangers have accepted the charge. Uh, Stephen Gerrard said today that there was there was no case to defend. Now, I don't think any of us would argue that. Just to highlight, he's, he's, he's going to miss three games in Johnson, Hamilton and Kilmarnock now. So, I, I mean, the, the, the view last week when I was looking online on Twitter and all that to the reaction at the time, I don't think anyone was defending the actual action. I think the feeling was... The, the the you know the compliance officer or whatever you want to call them who had been very quiet through the whole Neil Lennon slating everybody, yeah. you know John Kennedy admitting that Celtic had broken COVID protocols, you know and various other wee stamps and other rest that that went unpunished and there's been one tonight as well. I'm hearing Scott Brown has used an elbow in the game tonight that's Scott went Brown. unpunished. An elbow, an elbow, unheard of. You know what I mean? It's not and you know, not only is it as it went unpunished, apparently it wasn't even discussed at half time, you know, by the usual. I think some someone put up how many times Crocker mentioned Morelos in yeah. that Hibs game last week. I think it was like 19, 20 times he kept on bringing up the incident. And apparently it was mentioned tonight. My mate texted me straight away when the game had kicked off within five minutes, he'd mentioned Morelos. So <laughs> I, it's it's not. I don't think there's any Rangers supporter, or, or certainly not many, who would defend what Morelos done last week. You know, it was stupid. It was reckless. He's you know he's put himself. But it was the man Portis. Ah, I know you can let you can I forgive mean, him I, for that. He, absolutely. I mean, who's not wanted to do that? <laughs> I'm surprised he just stamped on him. But I mean, he would. You would channel your proper. Um, you're, you're proper Irvin Welsh um, when it comes to Ryan. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't want to talk about Irvin Welsh, John. Come on, you know that's another cretin that we don't want to talk about. But uh, you know, I don't think anyone's going to defend the action that, no. that Manella's taking. You know, but it was it was it was the predicting that you know all of a sudden that the the dormant you Aye. know process of retrospectively charging players was suddenly going to be reenacted, which it was. But it was also the fact that Darren McGregor had done something similar wasn't cited and Ryan Portis himself done something similar he, he sort of stood on Ryan Jack in that game and no one really picked up it was David Wren that messaged me on the WhatsApp saying did you see that stamp and I rewound it and he does he, he gets a fly stamping yeah. and no action you know so from the same game there's three separate incidents that are all fairly similar but only one player gets retrospective action and Stephen Gerrard was really big on this today in his press conference saying, you know, no case to defend, like we're saying, you know, he's not disagreeing with the decision and they're not going to challenge the charge, but what they will challenge is the consistency of this process and how it's how it's dished out, because there does seem to be one rule for one, one rule for another. I thought it was a really interesting press conference today. I thought Gerard gave us an insight into what's going on behind the scenes at Rangers yeah. just now. There's been a change of policy. You know, even, well, certainly up till a couple of seasons ago, you know, Rangers were releasing statements, you know, every half hour. Um, and if I can choose my words carefully here, I felt, and I think I probably said it on here, I felt 
at times these were statements that were being issued to appease our support rather than to actually achieve anything. Yeah. Um, and I've been interested, this season we have been significantly quieter. No, no, we've not been saying a lot. Now, you know, it's been a different season and perhaps there hasn't been as much reason for us, but we, I agree with you entirely. Every, everybody knows that Morelos is judged to a different standard than any other footballer in Scotland. You know, should he have done it? No. But we also know that you know, McGregor then should at least have been cited as well. Whether McGregor deserves a three-match ban or not is up for that, um, up for that three-man panel, but he should have been cited. Um, and, and there's countless, countless. I mean, if you've gone on and online recently, you I mean there's people have been putting reels together of, of yeah. players, from other teams stamping, throwing elbows, um, and and nothing getting getting done about it. And and so he's right. The inconsistency is a thing that that, that really ups on this. But I there's clearly been a change of policy at Rangers whether from a PR perspective or from a trying to influence things perspective, which which I am delighted about because the previous policy wasn't working. You know, yeah. that screaming and shouting about it and, and, and you know, releasing statements and that, it, it was getting us nowhere. And this will be, be interesting to see what, what pulls out of the next, you know, the next six to 12 months. Um, you know, do we start to influence things again. A couple of interesting things have happened recently, Colin. Um, Aberdeen. Aberdeen were quite complimentary about yeah. how we approached them for, for uh, right. Um, Stephen Gerrard went out of his way to compliment Derek McInnes um, and say, um, you know, your boy's been trained really well. Um, you know, he's, he's been working under a really good manager. You know, I know managers, you know, rarely speak badly of each other, but there's no daft and the club aren't daft. You know, they know there's bad feeling between the support. But I did wonder if maybe there's a, a thawing between Rangers and Aberdeen at, at, a, at a more senior level. Um, there's a change of ownership in Aberdeen. The guy Cormac came in, what's that, a year ago, 18 months ago. Um, so I wonder if there's, and, you know, for all, whatever you think of Aberdeen, they're a big club in Scotland. Yeah. Um, you know, they do have, they, you know, they, they I suspect, um, represent quite a number of, of clubs in Scotland outside of Rangers and Celtic. Um, that, that they probably are a club scene um, to, to be team to So I thought that was quite interesting. And, and I, I, Gerard's, Gerard's point today, um, you know, when he said they were working behind the scenes to find solutions, I thought, okay, that's interesting. Let's see where this goes. Um, because I suspect if the club had come out and said, no, we're going to fight this, we're really unhappy about it, look at all these other instances, the support would have been right behind them. Um, but like you, well, I'd, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth here. I don't know if you feel that way. I didn't think, you know, I thought, he, you know, Morella stamped on him. Um, and, you know, um, if he'd been sent off at the time, I don't think too many of us would have. I don't think we'd have complained about it, and I think we'd have been quite angry with Morelos. Now, as it was, he didn't get sent off, he scored the winner. So that's fine. So he's going to miss three matches that we, should, we shouldn't we should miss him for. You know, we have Roof, we have Eaton, and, and we've got Defoe, um, you know, who are all currently fit and available. Um, so, I, you know, and the cynic in me thinks, you know, Rangers might have looked at that as well and thought, right, okay, we can actually... We can take this, this just now. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder if there was, you know, if there was two points in it, and we were playing, yeah. you know, 
see harder games whether we might have thought differently on it. But anyway, we've done what we've done, and, and yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased, you know, in terms of okay, we're trying something different. Um, we've, we've, we're not just banging our head against the wall and shouting anymore. Now at least we're there's clearly stuff going on behind the scenes, and let's see if that gets us anywhere. There, there must be unrest. Sorry, Colin, I'm cutting across you again. There must be unrest amongst other clubs. Other just clubs, now. yeah against yeah. what's the management of Scottish football. There has to be, um, you know, and not necessarily around, you know, this type of thing, but just in general, there has to be. And if Rangers can can channel some of that annoyance into reform, then all, all the better. It, it's interesting you're, you're saying that because, you know, I mean, Gerard's comments today was very, you know, he made the comment, you know, we're trying to quiet the noise that was coming from the club before because I think, as, as you pointed out, wasn't working. I think when Rangers were maybe going into these these you know disciplinary meetings with SFA and you know they would just say, well, you know, look at what these are coming out with. These are just shouting and making a noise, yeah. all that kind of thing. And it does seem like you say that there's been a slight change in, in tact. Before before we move on to tomorrow night's game, one one quick question: Does Peter Law moving on present an opportunity further to increase our influence? You know, behind the scenes. I think so. I mean, Lowell has, whatever we think of Lowell, um, he has been a, you know, he's been a dominant figure in Scottish football now for, you know, over a decade. Um, you know, he has been the, the most senior person in Scottish football. He has been the person that says jump and, and folk have said how high. Um, him stepping down, you know, I don't buy a retirement. I have a feeling he's, he's maybe stepping down from Celtic but it wouldn't come as a big surprise if he suddenly found himself you know in some other um, well remunerated role in football somewhere um, but uh, yeah definitely you know um, the new guy they've got coming in you know will not carry the clout that, that Lowell carries just now he just won't um, yes you'll speak with the authority of, of Celtic you know as big club in, in, in Scotland but you know, he won't carry that same authority. Um, he won't have the same contacts that Law has got. And um, yeah, this could this could be a changing of the guard. Right, before we move on, uh, I'm just trying to bring it up on my screen here. Uh, I've, I've got to highlight the, the Rangers Pickums game, uh, which is the official Rangers Pickums game. Rangers Picks, uh, it's available for every Rangers match. Uh, so it's... To play, you, you go to, sorry, I'm having a nightmare trying to look at my screen. Uh, to play, you go to Ranger, uh, www.rangerspicks.com, complete 13 questions. It says 12 here, but I'm sure it's 13 now, about the Rangers game that's coming up, and you've got a chance of winning a thousand pounds or uh, a share of a thousand pounds. You must be over 18 to play, and T's and C's apply. And as always, guys, when it comes to these things, uh, always play responsibly. Should point out as well that the more people that play, the more money the club gets. So have a look at that for tomorrow night's game uh, that was a nightmare John wasn't it that was absolutely brutal that was the worst link ever <laughs> I don't know Colin I, I've, you've done worse mate no, honestly, <laughs> you've done worse. I can't, I can't <laughs> disagree with that right on to tomorrow night uh, St Johnson at Ibrox can I ask you something before we go on I, I, I was thinking about this today I was just thinking you know every team I think of I think well I can think of a classic game or a really good game against any club you know, see, when I was thinking about a classic game against St. Johnson today, I really I struggled. The only one I could think of was the League Cup final when we beat them 2-1 at Celtic Park. I'm struggling to think of a really big moment from a St. Johnson game. 
remember all like Kuznetsov doing his leg in against St Johnston. Uh, I remember yeah, that, but we <laughs> don't want to remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. St Johnston are just a um, they're just a safe kind of steady. Aye, aye. I was thinking the day. Bring any emotion about, in me, St Johnston? No, <laughs> that's kind of the point I'm trying to think. I was honestly, I was thinking the day. I can't think of really being excited about a game against St Johnston, and I'm talking about the games as well. But anyway, I, I, I digress. Uh, two 3-0 wins so far this season uh, you know so you know at Ibrox in the form that we're in and, and you know the way we're going you would you would be fairly confident uh, as I said earlier on the, the injury situation is good Arfield Katic are the only sort of two injuries Arfield's nearly there however St Johnson are on a decent run at the moment you know they've, 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 I don't think they've been beaten since Boxing Day they got beat yeah, they've been through January. They've got to the Betfred Cup final. They're a team with a wee bit of form, and I think mm-hmm. Callum Davidson will be fairly confident coming to Ibrox that he, you know he can he can certainly get a performance out of his players and, and and give himself a chance of getting a result. So, as much as you you would view Rangers as, as favourites, you know it's another game they need to go in at it, you know, and and, and not be complacent in any way whatsoever. No. Um, they lost uh, the guys at Anderson, um, the big forward they had. He went to Aberdeen last night. Um, they've brought in the lad Gilmore, who kind of, for people online, probably fairly well known, a big kind of Rangers supporter. Uh, boy, it was at Arsenal. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't quite happen for him at Arsenal, and I think it was Norwich he moved on to. So, um, so he's come in. I don't know if he's going to get a game. I don't even know. I don't even know how good a player he is, to be honest with you. And I think Glenn Middleton is it St Johnson, isn't he? So yeah, he won't he's be playing a, either. I don't think um, he'll be eligible to kind of play no, against the club. Yeah. yeah, no, he won't be allowed to play. So um, yeah, look, they, they seem to be well organised. They have a, they have a, um, they try and hit you in the break. Um, and if you know, if we let them, they, they'll they'll do that. It, it, but you know, we go in firm favourites. Um, and it's a free hit for St Johnson in the end if St Johnson lose 5-0 you know Callum Davidson's not going to get sacked for that um, you know if they can get anything from the game they'll see it as a big plus um, their form is good but you have to fancy us you know anything less than three points tonight tomorrow night would be disappointing um, you have to fancy us um, St Johnson have been you know in decent form recently but that said three draws um you know, three draws and uh, a cup win, and, and um, which is the one they wanted to win, uh, cup win, and, and a win in the league. So it's not it's not brilliant for them, but it, it's okay for them. Um, good for St Johnston because they were having a tough season otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean, it kind of feels. I mean, I know we're saying earlier on that you know it's not done yet, and we don't want to say that as you know because we've been here before, and Stephen Gerrard's been here before, you know, on the threshold of a title. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of lost it in the sort of cruelest sort of fashions. But it, it does feel like the final push. I think it's six games, six wins we need now. You know, when you, you consider the journey that we've, we've come on, yeah. you know, through all the divisions for the, you know, for the lowest tier in Scottish football, you, you would hope now that, you know, nothing's going to stop us, you know, even a, an informed St. Johnson side, nothing's going to stop us. No. The next six fixtures are, are very winnable. You know the way Celtic are playing at the moment. You wouldn't be surprised if they they drop further points, and and you know, then the title would be ours if we can maintain our form. You know, the title will be ours in about five or six weeks, and so you would hope that's you know rather than shrinking from that, 
players get inspiration for that and just push on and get the job done? They have to. I mean, if you want to win the league, you have to beat St. Johnson at home. You know, that's, there's, that's, a, that's just part of it. You know, you, you can't... These are the kind of games last season and the season before where we, we struggled. You know, a team coming, sitting deep um, and, and not giving a space, uh, frustrating us. And this season, more, more so than last season, this season we've been able to counter that fairly well. A um, couple of times we've struggled, but... Yeah, this is for the this is for the big players. This is for guys like McGregor and Davis to talk to the team and say, right, this is what's expected. This is what's going to happen. This is what we need to do. Okay, we are better than them. We need to go out there and win. Because if we are serious about winning this league, and bloody hell, we'll never get a better chance than before. Yeah. Um, then, then you know, th- tomorrow night we just need to go out and we win. And I don't care how we win. I don't care if we win ugly. We need to win um, because we cannot give them the merest glimmer of hope because. They're on a course for total implosion, um, and we just cannot take our foot off the gas just now. That and and uh, yeah, uh, um, you know, yeah. As I said, St Johnston, they're in they're in good form for St Johnston. Um, we should beat them at home, and we should beat them, you know, with a bit to spare. Yeah. Final point uh, up front, you know, no Morelos, you know, Roofs came back from injury. Is, is, is it maybe worthwhile giving Big Said the Ted the shout for this one? I, I think he's, you know, Roof's still, you know, he's not had a huge amount of football recently. He's coming back from injury. And I, I think he should figure at some point tomorrow. But I was wondering if tomorrow was maybe a chance to give uh, Big Eaton a chance because he's impressed me, John, when he's when mm-hmm. he's came on. You know, he's not had a huge amount of game time. Anytime he has come on, he's, he's impressed me. And I, I think a wee start would do him good. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I think he's earned the start. Um, I, I really do. Um, I think every time, like you say, I mean, he's come on in some games and changed them. Yeah. Um, and I, I absolutely, I would agree with that entirely. Uh, if he's fit, then I, yeah, if I was him, I'd be more disappointed, I think, if Roof started before me. Uh, I think Defoe will come into the reckoning as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah as his type of game, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's the type, type of game, game we should create chances. Yeah. Unless you, I don't think Defoe will start, but um, I, I would be, be no surprise if we saw him come on. Um, whereas, like you say, Ruth, you know, coming back from injury, you know, he's he got what twenty minutes against Hibs. Um, How long did he play against Hibs? He came on as a sub. Yeah, Hibs. something like that. Yeah. Um, um, he got twenty minutes against Hibs. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he's got another week's training under his belt, um, so you know, he should be fit. Look, you know, what's great is that we have those options. Those options. Yeah. You know, you're sitting here thinking, would you know, Ruth or it, um, which one do you start? Um, isn't it great to be in that position that that's that's our, our decisions um, I wonder actually you know it wouldn't be a huge surprise if he plays both of them um, you know against St Johnston you know they may only play two kind of sitting midfielders um, and and Aribo and then you know another three up front so I don't know you know it might be you know, a big surprise if Haji comes back in either uh, I thought he was unlucky to get dropped for, for the Hibs game but it might be his kind of game um, you know, we'll have a lot of the ball. Um, you know, and it's it, you need that that clever cross, that that clever little pass forward to break open the defence. Yeah, drop of the shoulder. Hey. Coming out with all the cliches, now, John. Hey, I've got a whole <laughs> big book of them. I'm assuming you'll be watching it uh, on Rangers TV. Yeah, if I can figure out how to log in. Because I, 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 I am stressed out. So far, so far. I am stressed, stressed yeah. out with this already. I went in, they done a test yesterday uh, once they'd made all the, the signing announcements. Well, there's interviews online. If you're, a, if you're a virtual season ticket holder, you should be able to get access. 
did I have access? No, I didn't. I've set up my account and I've, I've had to email them, so so I'm already stressed out. Hopefully, it'll all be sorted out uh, yeah, by right, tomorrow. I had something similar earlier. I tried earlier and it said that um, uh, if you have two different passwords, then you have to log in again and recreate. I thought, all right, okay. So I tried that and I'm uh, currently, currently, currently waiting an email for me to reset my password that has yeah, not come in. So. Not come in. We'll see. Why did why did they do these things at mid season, John? Why could they not just wait to the end of the season? No, I mean, I'm middle aged dad like myself, kind of deal with this. Honestly, I was sitting last night going, oh, "No, I'm going to get to see the game." Just stressed out my box, uh, and I've got enough to be stressed out at the moment, you know, with the COVID and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, you're going to tell the the viewer about your t-shirt. It's my Stephen Jenner t-shirt. Stevie G inspired, you know. And in the eighties, we all had the sort of half and half hats in the eighties. Did you that have one? Probably needs explanation. Actually, that in itself probably needs explanation because we don't have a younger most, audience. Sean. No one, no one under the age of forty-five is watching us. Everyone knows what that yeah. is. <laughs> Did you see the thing earlier today? You probably haven't seen this, and I'm going off on a tangent here. Do you remember the program, The Wonder Years? Yeah. Right. So the Wonder Years. It came out in 88. I know you're going with us. It and, and it was set in 68. 68, yeah. And the guy yeah. was making the point, if it came out today, it would be set in 2001. I know. Saying, well, nothing's changed since <laughs> 2001. I've got a slightly better phone. <laughs> Nothing else has changed. There was a similar thing about Back to the Future today as well, saying, you know, it would be set in... Oh, I, was, oh, I can't even remember the year, but it's 35 years ago, I can't even remember. But it was the same kind of thing. It was like, well, no, that much has changed. You know 35 what I mean? years ago was 1985. In 1985, we were wearing hats like that to the football. Um, yeah, and it was, it was good times and we were standing and it was cheap to get into the football, John. You know, did you have one in. of them? It was, it was cheap. I did. I had, had a few of them. I had a few. I had a Liverpool one. I had a, an Arsenal one. I had a few. A Rangers Arsenal one? Aye. I never saw that. I saw the Rangers Chelsea yeah. ones and Rangers Liverpool. Yeah, Rangers Arsenal one. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite cool as well. That's why I got it. Yeah. Anyway, we digress and we're running out of time. So anyway, <laughs> I think I think we'll call it time on that on the half and half hats. <laughs> there will be more uh, fashion advice on Sunday. <laughs> um, no, there won't. I'm hosting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, that's all for for tonight's special preview show of the Jersnet podcast hope you enjoyed that guys uh, we'll be back on we'll maybe try and get a show out on Friday night for the who are we playing on Saturday John Hamilton Hamilton I think so get a, try and get a preview show out for the Hamilton game uh, and then obviously we'll have the flagship show on Sunday night in the meantime get yourself onto the, the website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk uh, as I say guys after every show right now look after yourself be safe obviously it was announced today that uh, lockdowns continuing for another month uh, I'm, I'm sure you're like the rest of us and all finding it a bit weary right now but you know keep going look after yourselves and until the next time bye for now